gentlemen, good morning, afternoon, evening, and wherever you are in the world, and whenever you are tuning into this video, my name is James Porcelli. And I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to episode number 36 of Ruthless Talk. Guys, it is WrestleMania week. We are four nights away from the grandest stage of them all. And the very first stop is Monday Night Raw, the go-home show to WrestleMania. This was live in Phoenix, Arizona. There's going to be a lot of content, a lot to talk about in the next week or two. So yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, we got Raw tonight. Of course, we're going to talk a little bit about AEW this uh, for this coming week or for this coming mm-hmm. Thursday. Um, of course, no SmackDown review because there is going to be uh, WrestleMania night one and two. So we're going to save uh, those episodes uh, up until then, up until WrestleMania night one and two. That will be on Sunday and then night two will be up on Monday. So make sure you guys stay tuned for all of that. Of course, continue to follow on our socials. Continue to also follow on our uh, on our Spotify platform as well. And yeah, man, without further ado, let's. this is the first stop of this WrestleMania week, so let's just jump straight into it. Before yeah, man, let's get into, in it. Before we get into Monday Night Raw, I do want to talk a little bit about this situation that happened involving Ronda Rousey. Now, I did post about this on our Facebook group, and I did mention this a little bit about it in our, in our uh, Instagram story. Apparently, Ronda Rousey is not too happy with WWE creative as she pretty much called out uh pretty pretty straightforward if i might add this was i believe on her instagram um mm-hmm. much in a nutshell calling out wwe uh creative um and she pretty much this is and, and the main topic of this conversation was too brian was mainly about her feud with with Liv morgan and, and like what she thought it could have been and the potential it could have had and this right. is on the rousey guys and i quote This, you know, she says about her feelings about the feud with Liv Morgan. She said, listen, it was hamstrung by a bunch of octogenarians who still think that they know how to be hip while putting less than five minutes of thought a week into each women's storyline. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) And and here's the thing, guys. I mean, if you really honestly think about it. She's not wrong. She's exactly, Brian. She is not wrong at all because and, and there's a great example in this show about women that's being used and we've seen it for weeks and months with this women's division the women is just being placed in two to three minute matches mm-hmm. they're hardly getting the time of day i mean look at the bianca and oscar storyline as well like very just getting the short end of the stick but yep. just really weird <clears throat> uh really just weird just segments and vignettes or whatever they weren't even on the show last night it was just yeah neither one that segment just trying to hype hype up the match they pretty much just hit cruise control and just said fuck it we're we're just gonna we're just gonna let the match just speak for itself i guess i mean i guess i assume they'll be on smackdown you know but still it's yeah yeah, exactly i mean who knows they i mean with all i mean with the brand split right i mean they could just show up (laughs) on smackdown and they could just tell a story so who really knows right but but here's the thing too and this kind of revolves around one thing and also revolves around one person the person that wwe has put their entire eggs into their basket and that involves charlotte flair Now, I know what people are also thinking, right? They're like, oh, James, you keep mentioning Charlotte Flair's name. What does this have to do with Charlotte? Well, again, guys, like I just said, this is a woman 
that they have put their entire, all of their eggs into one basket. Everything that's creative for this women's division is always evolving around Charlotte. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. You know, when, so when Ronda, people like Ronda Rousey get pissed off about getting more TV time for the women's division and for women's wrestling in general, people like WWE and says, no, we can't give you that extra five minutes because we have to give it to Charlotte because we are the ones that are trying to push her to the moon. We are the ones that are trying to make her the next best thing in, in, uh, in professional wrestling or in WWE for that matter. Yeah. What Brian over the, we've done this now for seven and a half years and nothing Nothing is still working. And I'm going to actually tell, I'm also going to share this as well. So WWE merchandise sales, they, they, they just uploaded their recent merchandise sales, the top merchandise sellers of the mm -hmm. company, right? Okay. For the past two months, Brian, you would think by the way that WWE is trying to get this girl over, you would think that the fans would, that it wouldn't shock me that, you know, if they were trying to push her, she would be a draw. Like if, if they, listen, if they, if they want to make Charlotte Flair be the woman to, to be the greatest women's wrestler or whatever. Okay, fine. Like if she was moving the needle and if there was a connection with the crowd, okay, mm -hmm. fine. But listen to these merchandise sales or these sellers over the past two months, two of them involved in the top six. These are the top six merchandise sellers. Two of them involve women's wrestlers. Not one of them is Charlotte Flair guys. Not one. Number yeah. six. Is Bailey, Bailey not uh, beating Charlotte Flair in merchandise uh -huh. in the month of January and now in the month of February, and she probably might do it again in the month of March. The next one, number five, is Bianca Belair. Again, no, and it's and here's the thing too, and I, and I like Becky Lynch a lot as well. You notice how Becky Lynch is not even in this. And not Rhea Ripley neither. And no, not Rhea Ripley either. Oh, wow. I figured Rhea would be on and there. Yeah, but Sam. Probably, she's probably in that top 10, probably somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe close to it. Um, but yeah, no, no Rhea Ripley, no Becky Lynch. And guys, no Charlotte Flair. But yet yeah. it's Charlotte Flair, guys, for over the past eight years is, <laughs> is, is the woman that they need to freaking push, right? That, that Like this is the woman that, that every single time she comes back, that WWE tries to push her and this and that she's always involved in a world title picture. You've noticed that now for eight plus years. And guess what? Nothing is working. No, yeah. listen, if this was year one, Brian, I would say, okay, fine. If, if this is what they want to do with Charlotte Flair. Okay. Go ahead. Fine. Okay. Again. Okay. Now we go to year two. Okay. And they're still doing the Charlotte Flair thing. And I'm like, okay, all right, whatever. It's not my company. Okay. Whatever. If that's what they want to do, screw it. Then we go to year three, still no connection. People still don't give a fuck about this woman. And, and now we're at year three and we're like, holy shit, we're still doing the Charlotte Flair thing here. Now we get to year four and nothing, still nothing has changed. And that's what I mean. And like, and here's the thing too, fans will always bring up athleticism people will always bring up oh she's a she's athletically gifted she puts on great matches guys what does she do better than i don't know a naomi for that matter like and what does she do better than a bianca belair because somebody like naomi she is that much athletically gifted than charlotte flair and she doesn't get oh, yeah. a centimeter an inch of her freaking booking imagine she even gets just a taste of that booking of what she could fucking do so mm -hmm. athleticism every time i hear athleticism brian i just shake my head and i'm just like 
you have no idea what you're talking about. I can name just three women, four or five women off the top of my head that are that much more athletically gifted than Charlotte Flair. Oh, she can. And to that point, like wrestlers in general, listen, they're all athletic. I mean, you you, you yes. take somebody like uh, even, you know, a, a Bronson Reed or somebody of that stature. Yeah, he's still athletic as fuck. They all are. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's the thing, too. It's like, I don't get that athletic standpoint. They're uh, yeah. all freaking athletic. And like the thing with Naomi, too, like, of course, like Bianca Belair, I mentioned Bianca, but at least, you know, they're giving her a push. They have her this long title reign, but then you have someone like Naomi who is just that much athletically gifted and she has not been given the time of day since she walked into that freaking company. So I mm. asked again, how is Charlotte Flair, is Charlotte Flair that much better than Naomi? She's not. And then, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And she doesn't get the same booking. So what's, what's the deal here? You know what I'm saying? Like, it just makes right. no freaking sense to me freaking at all. Again, Brian, I'm going to send this off to you and your thoughts. I can understand if there was a connection, right? Mm -hmm. I can understand if fans were behind her. But guys, this past Friday was the most embarrassing shit I have ever seen in my life. She goes out there as a baby face. She's trying to cut this promo about nepotism. As right there, Las Vegas is already fucking falling asleep. And now, and then, and they go into the what chant. Now I can't stand the what chant. Uh, yeah. I've spoken highly about that as well on this podcast. And yep. I felt bad for the freaking woman, but still she literally, her response to the what chant is like, are you really wanting me? Like, it's like, you guys need to be quiet because this is really important. Just so bad, so awkward. It was just so weird how a baby, I have never seen a baby face. Get that type of reaction and use that type of response and, and, and we're but yet brian we're still we're still in this experiment and here's the thing we and this was a, around the same time frame when i was talking about year three and year four where we were doing the roman reigns experiment remember how bad that shit yep. but here's yep. the thing joa anawai the person behind roman reigns walked up to vince's vince's office and said something needs to be done why can't we do the same thing for charlotte flair to go back to the drawing board and say nothing is working because mm -hmm. something's got to change or all of these women are going to continue to get the short end of the stick and it's bullshit because there is so much freaking talent in this women's division that are salivating at the mouth to get some sort of an opportunity but brian i'll have you speak because i've done a lot of talking <laughs> to start this show your thoughts about ronda rousey's comments and uh, and everything that i just mentioned here at the start of the show uh, well, yeah, um, with Rhonda's comments, I mean, yeah, it's, again, she's not wrong in what she's saying. She's she's well, absolutely, absolutely right. <laughs> um, and, you know, and listen, like, we're in a day and age where, you know, yeah, it's <laughs> social media, media, and, you know, you, you see, a, you know, wrestlers now much, you know, you see a lot with CM Punk out on the internet, you know, comments and tweets and instagrams and whatever and so yeah this stuff happens from time to time um you know does that i mean i i wish and hope that it would ultimately ultimately lead to like you know some positive change for the women's division as a whole um you know again but with everything up in the air and and vince mcmahon and selling the company and you know, who knows? I, I, I don't know how that's going to shake out. That might turn out to be just a really, really bad for Rhonda that she put, you know, the, as far as 
I mean, are they not past like booking her like shit? You know, I mean, so who, I, I don't know how it'll turn out. Um, but yeah, I, I I believe what she said. I mean, it's true. Uh, and, and that's, the, you know, I, I hate it when that happens. When like, you know, people talk about, you know, oh, you, you can, it wasn't the right way to do it. Or, you know, like, what is the right way anymore? Because you... <clears throat> I mean, you think these conversations haven't happened to some degree in private, like with multiple people? Of course it has. So again, and so you do that, you do that, you do that, nothing changes, nothing changes, nothing changes. You know, so yeah, right or wrong or indifferent, man, she's 100% correct. So <laughs> hopefully creative listens, actually, and tries to do something. Because yeah, there's so much talent over there that's uh, just being lost, you know? So and, and going back to Charlotte, man, let's ugh, oh, gosh, I, I I feel bad for her. I, I truly do. Like she's at this point, you know, and and she can, you know, obviously it's at like a fork in a road, and she can go one of probably a few ways. Um, but right now, as as she as she is, and and this this uh, long alone in her career, um man she she's got the flair name right she's like right off the bat you're you're almost in a no-win situation you and know we see we see it the other with even with cody rhodes like he's coming up and getting his shine now and he's really fucking hitting it um and he i i'm i'm elated for him man that that's awesome um but yeah it's it's almost like i mean think if if stone cold or the rock had a son coming up in the business and you know they're getting you know the just the comparison it, it's just it's always going to be you know on their back no matter what they do so right off the bat it's again she, she's climbing uphill because nobody's ever going to give her as much credit as maybe she deserves or they give her too much credit based on the you know on the name um so yeah, it's I mean her character is not working and yeah, that that promo like yeah, I've never uh it was just the way it was delivered and everything, you know, again, coming out there like the, you know, as a baby face and and delivering that line when she was getting the what chant. Um because I do think she meant it. I I mean, I think it yes, that, you know, when she said like listen up, like this is real life. I I do believe she believes because it is her real life. But just the way it came off and Oh man, it was it was cringy, man. Um, so damn, I, I I don't know where you go with her. I, I really don't. But yeah, the push there. There's so many other women there that that have have worked and have earned a push. You know, to you know. So yeah, we'll see. You know, obviously, it always happens after WrestleMania. You know, we'll start. You know, once WrestleMania is over, there's going to be new storylines. You know, a couple new stars introduced here and there. So, we'll see how all that shakes out, man. Yeah, and and the one thing too is is with this whole situation is that the the promo that she cut and the, and the meaning behind the promo talking about nepotism mm -hmm. and, and all of this bullshit that they that. WWE writers and creative try to throw at us that it's not that the, it's not the flair name. It's like everybody keeps holding me down because it's the flair name that I have. And when in reality, it's because like, oh, I'm the best. I'm afraid of my own potential. Bullshit, man. Like, and that that's the thing. It's like they're trying. They're they're still continuing. They acknowledge that we trash this woman because of her because of the flair name. 
because the way that she's being pushed, you know, because we see through the bullshit and they yeah. know that and they're still doing it. They don't give a shit because we've invested all this time and they're probably like, well, damn, you know, we, we got to get this woman over. I guess we've come this far now. You know what I mean? So it's just, it makes no freaking sense to me at all. And, and I go back to year four, year five, right? Like mm-hmm. year five <laughs> into the freaking, the Charlotte Flair experiment. Like, and I mean, at this point, we're probably thinking, I mean, this woman should just be, be messing around with a 24 seven title for all I care. <laughs> Is she better than Dana Brooke? Sure. Does she have the same connection? Uh, no less than Dana Brooke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's it's just it's it, but it's just it's facts. It's just the reality. Yeah. In the and the metrics and the crowd noise. You hear the crowd as soon as she talked about nepotism, Brian. The crowd immediately was disinterested. They didn't give a fuck, and they did the what chant. And again, I hate the what chant. And and I like I said, I felt bad for her in the moment. But again, it's just, but you hear nepotism, right? And you hear Mm. this nauseating fucking promo about all this bullshit. It's just like enough. We've done this now, guys, for eight plus freaking years. And it's doing nothing, Brian, but harming the rest of your division. Because people like Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, Chelsea Green, and all of these other women are getting the short end of the stick in in under two matches three matches are hardly being on the show at all. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. We did it with Roman Reigns. Thankfully, Roman Reigns, Joe Anawai, stepped into Vince's office and said, enough, this needs to change. We right. need to do the same thing with Charlotte Flair, or it's not going to get better, Brian. It's just going to get fucking worse. And, and, and I'm at the point where it's just that this needs to stop. And I'm yeah. done with it. I, I've, I've been watching this now for seven years. <laughs> years enough I, i'm i'm done i've seen enough i've seen everything i need to see but james she's athletic she puts on great matches okay so does naomi oh but she does the moonsault oh the same moonsault that 99.9 percent of the time she doesn't fucking connect like a clorox fucking wipe i mean seriously right i know oh uh, no I, no I you're I'm you're right i'm also being freaking serious like yeah the truth like she doesn't she puts on great moves okay she doesn't like to sell right that's the main thing too with wrestling you have to freaking sell she's proven now for years that she doesn't want to sell and there's no freaking connection so what the fuck are we doing yeah it's just like enough and then people want to make excuse after excuse after excuse and and i'm done with it so to put this all in a bow and wrap it all into one little gift here going back to ronda rousey and her call out she's right Mm-hmm. Because, guys, how do you also mess up Ronda Rousey's booking? She was known as the baddest woman on the freaking planet. And yet here she is. And I literally go through a segment with her, Brian, where I'm just like, can this just please be done? Like, do you know how bad that is? Like, I literally sit yeah. there on the television screen. I'm like, all right, please, just let this be over. Like, enough. Yep. This is really bad. Like, like let, let this just end. That's bad, guys. How do you mess up Ronda Rousey's booking, someone who was known to be the baddest woman on the planet? I mean, if you think about this too, Brian, her booking is very simplistic. She, mm-hmm. she She's an actual badass freaking woman, a former <laughs> MMA fighter. Like, just have her go out there, say one to two lines, you know, have her break someone's freaking arm in half, for fuck's sake. Have her get a mouthpiece if she needs to. It's pretty simplistic. And they yeah. want everything to go in the complete opposite direction. It yeah. is ridiculous. It is nonsensical. And then there's Bianca Belair. 
where we talked about Rhea and Bianca should be the match at Mania, but no, we got to put over, give it to Rhea, put Rhea over with Charlotte because Charlotte needs the main event spotlight because everything that Charlotte Flair is involved in has to be involved with the world title. And then, and then mm-hmm. Bianca Belair's booking as a champion has been irrelevant for the last three to four years because she's gotten the short end of the stick. Guys, enough. I've yeah. seen it for seven to seven to eight freaking years now. Enough. And and I'm I, at the point where I'm done with it. Brian, you're fine. Just one last thing. Yeah. I'm not surprised that Bailey is is up there in merchandise sales. Like I you know, I think I said a few weeks ago, man. Um you know, when it comes to like the four horsewomen, I mean, yes, Becky Lynch is good and and Charlotte's got her place too, but I think WWE has always kind of missed the ball there because the the two really big stars are Bailey and Sasha, um, and you know, and we'll get into you know Bailey here later on. You know, it'll be interesting to see what where she goes after Mania. But yeah, I mean, her too. Like she's um, especially even within the four the four horsewomen itself. Like I would even say, uh, you know, Sasha probably had you know better better runs or 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 more runs than bailey has had in her time i could be wrong about that but uh but yeah you know and now there's other women too bianca of course I Rhea. but can have a wrestling match with a fucking broomstick and it would be a freaking <laughs> yeah beauty. honestly she's that freaking good but no it's charlotte that had to get freaking everything it's, yep. it's you know what i'm saying and by the way just to finish off these merchandise sales as well since i'm talking since i talked about it earlier bray wyatt is number four <laughs> has been freaking Hello. there you go brian there you go there's that bray wyatt shirt my right. wyatt. shout out to Wyndham rotundo i freaking missed that yep. who knows what what's going on with also with bray as well as there's been a lot of talk with bray but yeah guys bray wyatt over the month of february so all this bullshit too brian about about bray wyatt oh he's boring oh he sucks oh he doesn't do it for me he's all this and that clearly people still love this freaking dude because again the metrics and the statistics i always talk about bray wyatt's merchandise sales there you go there was also one person brian in the month of october that beat roman reigns obviously roman reigns is number one that's no cody it's got to be that's also well deserved as well for roman reigns but there was one person in the month of october of 2022 that was the top merchandise seller at the time you know who that person was brian take a good guess uh you said back in October? Back in October 2022. Who do you think that person is? It, it has to be Cody. No? It's Bray Wyatt. Oh, oh Bray Wyatt. Back. Okay, Bray yeah. Wyatt. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Bray Wyatt, when he came back to WWE. Oh, no. Yeah, I guess Cody wasn't in there. I wasn't even thinking. My bad. No, you're good, <laughs> man. You're good. But yeah, man, Bray, that was it was Bray Wyatt, guys. And yeah, yeah, no doubt. Anybody. It's not a shock to me, you know, but people want to continue to trash Bray Wyatt. Supernatural is fucking stupid. Bray Wyatt's boring. He's he's cringe. He's cringeworthy. He's freaking. It's. And I would say now, like even if he was still, you know, like we said, we we don't know what the hell's going on. But if he had, you know, has somewhat of a decent storyline there coming out of the Rumble, shit, he'd still be at least in the top three. You know, he would. Yeah. Like if they, you know, guys, the, even, guys, the, the the metrics and yeah, the the merchandise sales and all the numbers prove my point i don't have to say anything else because the numbers are there so people want to say oh james that's just your opinion oh james that that's just how you feel but james you're just a bray wyatt fan no it's because the the numbers prove my freaking point i don't have to say anything else you know what i'm saying and that's where that's why brian we we have the platform that we have because we talk about numbers we talk about statistics because it matters 
You know what I'm saying? It matters yeah. because the, we're, we're, we're legit calling this shit out because it's because people like Bray, people like Cody Rhodes and people like Roman Reigns are legit moving the needle. They are what we call needle movers. People mm-hmm. like Charlotte Flair, people like freaking Austin Theory, and we'll get to Austin Theory, who they're also trying to push as well. They're not needle. They're not moving the needle because there's no connection. Yeah. And, and that's and that's the thing, man. So Ronda Rousey, in a nutshell, guys, is 100% correct. And yes, I know it's it's a bold statement to call out WWE creative. But again, guys, you know, these women are trying. They're, you know, this is not just a, a quick payday to them. This is their livelihood. Yeah. You know, this is something that, I mean, yes, are they getting paid very well? And they want to, I mean, yes. But again, some of these people don't want to just get a quick payday. These women want to make a reputation. They mm-hmm. want to build a legacy and it's hard right. to build a legacy when you're booking in two to three minute fucking matches and you're hardly even on the damn show. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it doesn't, again, it guys, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that people like Charlotte Flair getting title match after title match and continuing to do this experiment with her for eight years now. Yeah. It should not be a shock that, when you see the rest of this women's division and how it's booked, it's because it revolves everything that I talked about WWE putting all of their baskets into Charlotte Flair. And at some point, Brian, it needs to stop. Mm-hmm. stop. Absolutely. But yeah. So everything with all that being said, um, let us get into WrestleMania itself. So of course we'll talk more about uh, this whole Ronda Rousey situation as well in the, in the next couple of weeks, but but yes, we're getting closer and closer to Mania. By the way, Brian, this this WrestleMania card, man. I mean, outside of a few blunders, this WrestleMania card is pretty damn it's, solid. Yeah, it's yeah, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, and, and before before we get to Raw, I do want to get your thoughts about this card. I mean, obviously, of course, you got Brock and Omos, and we're going to get into that whole segment that they had on Raw. And of course, there's Rhea and Charlotte, like we mentioned earlier. But outside of that. Very, really solid freaking matches. You know, you got yeah. Edge and Finn Balor. You got Ray versus Dominic. That's been building very well. And of course, you got the bloodline with the with the Usos, um, Owens and Zayn, and of course Cody and Roman. So before yeah. we get into Raw, Brian, your thoughts about this this upcoming WrestleMania card? Yeah, uh, totally looking forward to it, man. Um, you know, again, it's it's going to be in LA, so you know they're gonna they're gonna do it big. I mean, they're you know they're they're gonna have you know all kinds of crazy shit over the two nights i'm sure um but yeah really looking forward to it and the matches um yeah i mean there's a number of matches like uh you know i've mentioned uh the edge and finn balor match that has potential to to really steal the show even the logan paul and seth rollins has that potential uh the ko and sammy and usos tag has that potential um, of course, you know, you know, Cody and Roman, of course, um, Ray and Dom, I expect that's going to, that's going to be a pretty damn good match. Uh, so really, yeah, the only things, and, and even for what it is, you know, I, well, I hope they get more than like five minutes, but for what it is, I'm looking forward to the six woman tag match with, uh, you know, Lita and, and Trish and, and uh, damage control. Um, so outside of like, uh uh, the Omos and Brock thing, um, and I guess like the the four way tag. Eh, I'm not really interested in that, but yeah, there's a few things that I'm not really interested. But overall, man, yeah, I'm I'm really really looking forward to a lot of these matches. Yeah, no, absolutely, very well said. And we'll get to all the build and all the feuds 
involving those matches as well as, as we get uh, further into the show or as we start the show. By the way, if you guys are wondering about Ronda Rousey's comments about an octogenarians, that's pretty much. Oh, yeah. I, meant to, I meant to ask you. I don't even know what the hell that is. That's what? pretty much just another term to call an old person, I believe. It's just like an octogenarian <laughs> pretty much. So, they're, so I don't know if that's a shot towards Vince or Triple H, because those are the two only octogenarians, because, like, unless there's some creative, create uh, WWE. Uh, and you, but you said it specifically means, like, an old person. It would have to be Vince, yeah, then. Yeah, no, and no, he's no, in his 80s. Said, guys, I did right? research on this stuff, and I looked up that word, because I didn't know what it meant. I'm like, what is an octogenarian? But, yeah, guys, it's pretty much the, another term to call someone old that's over, like, 70, 60, 70, okay. or something like that. Yeah, it's, that has to be Vince. Yeah. And I guess probably, well, I you know, some of, some of his, his crew. Closest person um, that I can think of that maybe she's referencing because, I mean, I guess Triple H is uh, creative. And by the way, guys, also, too, Triple H gets no freaking – he gets no pass for this, too, because, again, he's supposed to be creative, head of creative, and we're still getting this Charlotte Flair crap. And, and here's the thing, too. I always talk about Triple H being a kiss-ass. Well, this is the definition because Triple H kisses the Flair's name more than freaking Vince does in a nutshell, because that's what Triple H is. He's a freaking Vince guy. He's Vince McMahon 2.0. But, you know, but anyway. But yeah, Brian. I, I'm, I'm going to, we can end it on this and get into the show. This is just going to be a crazy conspiracy theory. What if, what if Ric Flair, right? The Flairs have something on Vince, right? With all his shit going on. And, and that's just crazy conspiracy theory. Because even, even Rick, like, in the past couple of years, has, like, taken some shots and kind of been a little crazy out there. And now, you know, just, yeah, with the push. And I, I'm not saying this in, in truth, but wouldn't that be some crazy shit if the Flares, <laughs> that's that's why Charlotte's always there, because they got some some kind of dirt on Vince. Yeah, <laughs> and it wouldn't shock me if Flair actually does. At this point, Brian, nothing shocks me when it comes to this company, and Vince McMahon, nothing shocks me anymore. So, and but he's in the billionaire crowd, man. They're into some weird shit, man. <laughs> seriously, Brian. Seriously. With all that being said, guys, let us finally get into the go home show to WrestleMania. That is Monday Night Raw. Let us jump straight into it. Monday Night Raw, March 27th, 2023, live in Phoenix, Arizona. Hour number one starts off with Miz TV with special guest Trish Stratus and your women's tag champions, Becky Lynch and Lita. Miz, does, he does not waste any time with going straight to Becky and saying, what does, how did, what does it feel like to know that you could have done it on your own, so you need to call reinforcements? And pretty much Becky and Miz, they're just going at it, taking shots. He's Becky saying, you know, you, you sound like an insecure man with, with, you know, with tiny balls or whatever the fuck, um, you know, crowd is chanting tiny balls. And then Becky Lynch, then he's, then she finally goes into damage control saying, you know, they've been a damn, they've pretty much been a thorn in her side for the past two months now. It's like, this has been the toughest two months of my life or my career. You know, it's like, listen, we know, and talking about referencing Trish and Lita said, listen, you know, when people fight for me, I fight for them. And that's when damage control interrupts as their music hits. Uh, Bailey says that this was just another match for you, but for the three of us, it is our life. You know, it's like at one point in my life, I thought this would be, you know, a dream match, you know, going up against someone that I came up in the NXT mm -hmm. scene, you know, came up in the, in the indies as well. Says, listen, and then once like she go and Becky goes off like yeah, yeah. legit goes off to end this segment saying, you know, you haven't done anything. You know, these two behind you, 
you know, they haven't done anything. You took Dakota. She's a two-time tag champion. You took EO, the greatest women's champion in NXT. That's right, guys. That is an actual freaking quote because guess what? She pretty much was pretty much close to it, maybe outside yeah. of Asuka, honestly, because EO Sky is – I would say Asuka, but, yeah, she yeah she was close. Or at least close to Asuka is what yeah. I mean. I'm not saying that she was better because Asuka in NXT was just booked on another freaking level, which I love. <laughs> but EO Sky was pretty much just this freaking good. Yeah, uh, because she is that she is that freaking good. Um, so I, I that that quote really stuck out to me um, and said, listen, you know, she ain't doing nothing. And but, you know, they they're doing nothing but being lackey. You know, Dakota's a lackey. EO's a lackey. You know, I thought this would end at war games. I thought this would end in a steel cage. I thought this ended when we took these titles from you now. But the only way that this can en- only end is at WrestleMania, as all six of these women exchange words as the segment ends to start the show and then we go into becky lynch versus eo sky in a one-on-one match this match time was under 15 minutes keep that in mind guys as i talk a little bit about this segment as well the match was damn good yeah the match was freaking good i mean it's becky lynch versus eo sky so i mean for fuck's sake no one should be shocked at all um becky counters eo's moonsault by the way eo's moonsault bro Oh, I've had that the, the springboard drop kick and the springboard moonsault. Yes. Uh, oh God, it was I mean, fucking beautiful. Beauty, bro. It's an <laughs> absolute thing of beauty. You know, after that, after an exchange of roll-ups, Becky hints. Becky hits the manhandle. Oh, excuse me, I gotta say that again. The mon, the mon handle <laughs> slam. Uh, she hits that on EO Sky for the W, and that is it. As Trish, Lita, and Becky are standing tall in the middle of the ring. So, Brian, I send this off to you. Your thoughts on the Miz TV segment and the first match of the night to start the show. Oh, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good, man. Um, the only thing... So, yeah, the, the promo between... I mean, really, it was it was kind of Becky and Bailey uh, with the promo. Um, but I thought that was pretty good. Um, Becky getting really, really fired up there at the end. Um, the only thing I'll say about that is, I mean, the way she delivered that, that promo and at the end, like, all six of them were kind of so fired up, but then they're just standing there, like looking at each other. Like, yeah, that why I mean, that leads into a brawl, right? I mean, it's going into a match, but it just kind of was silly. Like, they're because all no, of them, you can of see it that too, where it's just oh, a brawl happens, and all of a sudden we're in an impromptu match, exactly. Good. Yeah, but um, yeah, the promo, and even you know, Becky saying, you know, mentioning like EO and Dakota being like the lackeys now. I wouldn't go quite so. I mean, I, I get it as for storytelling purposes, but it goes back to what Rhonda said. Like, I mean, how have they been booked, right? These were your tag team champions for a while. Uh, you know, they were booked like shit, and who knows where they're where they're going now? But it speaks to that. You know, you're not you're not investing in these stories and these uh, women that have talent, man. Uh, the, I mean, just yeah, the match with EO and Becky. It was a good fucking match, man. EO, God, if if she she is up there as one of the the best women's wrestler. Like, I mean, you know, she doesn't talk in the mic much. I'm just talking about in ring and how she looks in the ring and and things like that, man. She is so so good. Um, and, but yet she's she's booked in a not saying that she shouldn't be in a tag team or whatever, but really, where how have they been booked? Right, not great. Um, they lost special. They're not special. Not special. Exactly. That's what I'm not special at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I like the segment. I like the match. Uh, 
I'm looking forward to the matchup mania. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be entertaining. So yeah, all in all, that was a good start to the show. I liked it. Yeah, and then uh, you know, there's one quote from uh, from Bailey. Um, and again, people go into the freaking what chant again in this freaking. I know. Yeah. It's the most annoying, obnoxious chant, guys. I can't say that enough. I guys, like, stop. <laughs> Honestly, to God, stop. It is the most irritating thing. And, and Bailey responded to it pretty well. She said, listen, you know, she pretty much calling out after they're doing like the what chant. She says something along the lines of she's like, listen, you know, you know, this is just another match for us or whatever she's like you know something that you people know nothing about in your worthless lives or something like that something just speaking yeah i thought she played that off tremendously yeah you know but again it's a heel so a heel exactly when again and i and i you know and just remember the comments that i made back at charlotte flair i'm not going to repeat myself but same comments like i mentioned the start of the show but yeah and it's funny we we just talked about that start of the show, right? That first topic we talked about Ronda Rousey calling out creative and the women booking the women's division pretty much as a whole. Well, it's, it shouldn't be weird to, or to think that the women are starting the show off and now you have <laughs> right. two of these women putting on a 15, close to a 15 minute match to start the show. To me, that's no coincidence. I, I don't know. It's like Ronda, she makes those comments maybe 24 hours, 48 hours, and now here we are the very next day. They're it both- would shock me because, again, like Vince and them, I mean, they're notorious for, you know, rewriting the whole damn show a half hour before the show. Yeah, so it ain't like they, it ain't like this shit's locked in, man. They can yeah, change it whenever the hell no, they want. It's no coincidence that, you know, I'm, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, we, we don't give enough time to women. Well, boom, we'll give these freaking women freaking 15 plus minutes. To me, it's no coincidence. It's no freaking surprise yep. to me. Um, it's just it's just funny how, you know, everything that pretty much ties up to what we said at the cold open. And now here we are at the start of the show. And here the, and the women are starting the show off. They're getting a good chunk of TV time in the first hour. So, yeah, yeah the, the, the Miz TV segment, um, you know, I I I could take it or leave it. Um, it wasn't bad. It wasn't, you know, great. It didn't yeah. get me that much more excited about the, the tag match, honestly. Um, I, I did like the words that that Becky said to end uh, the segment. Um, I thought mm-hmm. she kind of stumbled a little bit in those lines because she talks ridiculously fast. I don't know if that's yeah, it, yeah, with, right. With her accent and her trying to raise her voice, you know, some you know, and she's cut some good damn promos. I'm not going to say this was one of one of those type of promos no. she cut, but still pretty. pretty but the powerful. energy, the energy behind yeah, it yeah. was yeah, the energy was there absolutely. The energy was there for her. Um, and the match, man, like I just mentioned, the match was so damn freaking good. And imagine, yep. too, imagine if EO Sky gets the same amount of booking as freaking Charlotte Flair does. Holy shit. Right. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? What this woman can do in under 15 minutes? I mean, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, honestly. So, but yeah, I, I don't, yeah, obviously EO Sky doesn't lose anything from this match. The one blunder that I will say about it is that we are pretty much going to see these two women pretty much in the same ring again, just with added women added to the match. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. even though I like the match and I like the, pers- you know, give the women time. I like that. Trust me, guys. I'm all about giving women time, you know, let, let them, let them wrestle, let them, you know, tell the story, you know, blah, 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 every, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But we are going to get EO sky and Becky Lynch in the same ring, but just in that six women tag. So, sure. So I don't know if EO sky taking a loss, 
just to get to that match as a in, in a singles in, in a singles competition match. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm nitpicking, but uh, but still, I, I don't really think it did too much damage to Io Sky because the match was just really really solid. Yeah. Uh, but and of course, Becky being a champion, you can't have her also lose either. So you're kind of again, you know, I always talk about WWE putting themselves into kind of a pickle, and I believe this was kind of one of those situations where. You know, EO Sky, you know, does need victories and she needs momentum, but you can't have Becky Lynch as a champion lose. You just can't expect sure. the go home show to Mania. You just can't do it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you can't do that. So, yeah, the, the start of the show, again, the Miss TV segment, I can take it or leave it. Um, you know, I, I, just, I just wish we could have just gotten more creative with this whole this whole thing. I, I, I talked about so many ways in this on this podcast about how you can book, you know, damage control and Trish, Becky, and Lita, especially after that attack that they did on Trish Stratus backstage just a couple weeks ago and how mm-hmm. you build momentum to that. And they pretty much did nothing to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, nothing. Really and, and still nothing has happened. Like, they still had, well, I mean, they did come out at, at that one match I, they had, I guess. So, yeah, I guess maybe they did address it kind of, sort of. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it, oh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I guess you can say that, but still, it's just like, they, oh, yeah, it's, last it's crap. they were pissed off, they were so angry, <laughs> now the very next week, Becky Lynch is just eating fucking popcorn, uh, they, they have their oh, yeah. faces. By the way, guys, Trish and Lita still like still look like that they're in their freaking 30s or 20s. <laughs> I mean, holy shit, do they look good. I mean, I look at Trish yeah. when she comes down the ring, I'm like, God, Damn, <laughs> honest to God. I mean, whole. I mean, you forget that this woman is is married and is a mother with with like with with two plus kids. <laughs> honestly, yeah. it's 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 crazy. So she still looks like she's she's still in her prime and she can go with anybody in the freaking ring, at least appearance wise. But but yeah, um, tremendous match. The segment again, I can take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. Not, a, not the worst way you could start a show, but not the best way you could start the show. Again, it was it was mid. Um, it was mid and it was, it was, it was okay. Um, but, I, but I will take the positive that I do like the women starting the show and giving the women some shine as well. Yep. We go into a video package of Asuka um, kind of just hyping up her match against Bianca Belair. You know, if people like Lita and Trish, even Charlotte Flair, you know, mentioning words about Asuka and her dominance, how it's taken her now five to six plus years to book her correctly you know, after, you know, after Charlotte, you know, Charlotte, you know, freaking broke her undefeated streak and she's been booked like shit ever since. But now ever since the Royal Rumble, they're at least starting to finally get the ball rolling with Asuka. Yeah. It's freaking this whole build with this storyline or whatever the storyline even is, um, has just been really, just been really kind of underwhelming. Um, again, no, there was no Asuka and this was the only, the only glimmer of Oscar that you got in the show. There was no Bianca Belair. Uh, yep. And and yeah, that's it. So that's your build. That, that's that's <laughs> your build to the show. Where then, then the next time we see these women are going to be at, at Mania. Uh, most likely, maybe, I don't know if it's night one or night two yet, but I guess we'll find out the next yeah. days. But but yeah, that's it, guys. That's your build. That's, that's it. Um, I, I mean, mediocre is probably the nice way to put it. That's putting it kindly. It comes to this. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Brian, I'll, I'll send this off to you before we move on into the show, your thoughts about Oscar and Bianca. I mean, obviously we know the match is going to be, is going to be, is going to be really, really good. We know that we've asked for this match and we're getting it, but still the build has just been weird. But, uh, your, your thoughts about this entire build and this match as a whole. 
Yeah, uh, I'm not much. I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to the match because I think it'll be a good match. But yeah, the story and the build, it's been shit. It's been complete shit. Um, so yeah, that's all I got to say about that, man. Um, you know, I, I think we've mentioned. You know, I, I expect Oscar to win here and. Uh, you know, hopefully, hope, yeah, yeah, and she should. I agree with that. Um, uh, so hopefully, again, I'll probably say it a couple times throughout the next couple shows. Things are going to change a little bit after Mania. You know, there's going to be new storylines or whatever. So, uh, looking forward to seeing how everything shakes out, man. Um, but yeah, it, it's been so underwhelming, and and these are two excellent, like <laughs> top notch female wrestlers, man. Um. So yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's one way of putting it for sure. Up next, we have Seth Rollins versus Mustafa Ali. What the uh, fuck? <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth, Brian. Uh, so backstage, there was an interview from early on in the night, and pretty much, pretty much just led to this upcoming match with Rollins and Ali. As he Mustafa in, interrupted the interview, said some words. And yeah, and here and here, here we are. Uh, right. uh, match time, guys, was legit two minutes. Um, just yeah, I, I don't understand what this accomplished. But I mean, the post match was longer than the match itself. As pretty much <laughs> Ali, he gets hung onto the ring ropes or the turnbuckle, delivers a massive stop, and then another one for good measure. Uh, Mustafa sells the shit out of it. I <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he yeah. sells the shit out of it. And yeah, Rollins wins this match. Post-match, he calls out Logan Paul and says, listen, if I can't beat Logan Paul, he's not the joke. I am. He said, listen, in five days, it all comes back around at WrestleMania. The WWE Universe will be serenading, but it's not going to be happy birthday. As you know, Logan mentioned, you know, it's his birthday when they right. face off at night one at Mania. It's like fans will be singing and then the Rollins will go and the fans start singing Seth Rollins' theme song and says, Logan Paul... I'll see you at WrestleMania. Drops the microphone, and that is your segment. Um, Brian, you go ahead. Your thoughts, man. <laughs> so, why the fuck is Mustafa Ali out there with in this segment? With why the fuck? Why did we have this match? Why did we have this interaction? The fucking whoa, the fucking chant. Whoa, wow, my god. <laughs> oh, it's. Fucking, uh, probably about nauseating honestly it's just yeah you know you know what i i hope happens here i i don't think it would i would say rollins ha is going to win this match but you know what i would hope happens here is that logan paul actually does win this match and just going back to the final line he said um you know which if, if i can't beat him then he's not the joke i am that that would lead to then like you know he's going to be off for a couple weeks after Mania. Come back and, and just get rid of this this whole gimmick. But I don't know the live crowd, the live audience is they fucking do it every time. So like I guess this is going to continue. Um, but yeah, I don't know the the match and Mustafa Ali. Just what the fuck? Uh, it didn't get me any more invested or not. Um. I mean, that's the first time towards the end. Again, this is another thing when he was cutting that promo. It's the first time we've kind of seen Seth Rollins in a little bit more of a serious tone in his voice, you know, when he's cutting a promo. So I don't know, just little little things like that. Maybe it's a it's a little bit of a 
character change come in, which I personally think it needs, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, honestly, and I've said this before in a a previous podcast as well, like that character that he had was pretty much the days where he was Intercontinental Champion. He was like the force of the WWE. That's the Seth Rollins that we freaking need. Uh, listen, if, listen, I, I, listen. If people want to go to the arenas and they want to sing the freaking song, more power to them. You know, I, honestly, <laughs> right. I, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna harp about the theme song anymore. I think everybody knows how we freaking feel about the song, how we feel about the character. So I, I'm not gonna go overboard about that. So, but yeah, at, at some point though, changes need to be made with Seth because the dude is so freaking talented. Yeah, for and sure. There's no doubt he needs to win this match. I know you were, you know, I, I know what you mentioned about. <laughs> maybe potentially if, if logan paul uh, yeah that was just strictly to change his character uh, yeah, no, but, yeah. I, I know. yeah yeah I, I get your point there <laughs> yeah. um but yeah no there's no doubt seth rollins needs to needs to win this match uh and it just it won't do any harm to logan paul because he's hardly a part-timer anyway yeah yeah i mean you said it uh brian very well in a nutshell like why does mustafa ali need to be added into this match when the match was going to be less than two minutes, you could have just had the Brooklyn fucking brawler go out there and just take a frick, just get his head freaking stomped into the canvas. And then poof, that's it. Um, I just, or just have him cut the promo, just do the promo. What, what the was promo. The, yeah. I mean, what the fuck? What a crazy concept. <laughs> just cut the promo. The promo yeah. is longer than the goddamn match. I mean, right. Golly. Oh man, that there's that there's a crazy. Yeah, thank you, Brian. Thank again, guys. This is why I have Brian. This is why we have this platform. We're pretty much the smartest motherfuckers on this freaking this community because you know we. we, just, we just, I made me choke a little bit. And and we, and we use common sense. I mean, freaking Brian, he's so frustrated. He's, he's choking on, on this freaking this freaking show over here. But but yeah, I mean, just to recap it all, it's just listen. I, I'm. I'm looking forward to the match because at least some of these segments that they have been involved in, both Logan Paul and Seth, has definitely captured some of my intrigue. So, and of course, the match is going to be no doubt really, really solid. Um, but I just wish we could have just done a little bit more and just got more creative to just get there to get to. Yeah. All right. Up next, we go into uh, our number two, uh, which was the weigh-in between Brock Lesnar. <laughs> And Omas, uh, fans immediately go into the what chant again. Uh, no, no shocker there. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they, they go into the what chant. Yeah, again. I was gonna say, I, I know I heard what chants, unless yep. I hear it, unless I, I hear it so many times, I, I might just be hearing things at this point. I don't know, <laughs> right? But they, but they pretty much was saying the what chant. MVP just says the same fucking spiel about Omas. He's a giant, he's a giant, he's a Nigerian giant. <laughs> he's, <laughs> exactly exactly just he's giant brock's never faced a person like a, a giant like omas i should say person a giant like omas he weighs in at a at 410 pounds okay yeah that's believable <laughs> anyway brock lesnar's music hits he enters the ring and he just doesn't waste any time he says fuck this way and i need to storm straight after <sighs> omas and the brawl is pretty much on brock is delivering shoulder tackles and you know Omas, he's just, he's trying to get Omas off of his feet and Omas is staying on his feet. Brock actually like tripped and fell. Yeah. <laughs> in this. yeah. I do like that about Brock. It's like this dude will sell a, a segment, a move. And I love that about Brock. Like Brock doesn't need to do that too. He's a part-timer. He's, he's still going to get paid the same amount, even if he wasn't selling the way he's selling. But no, he goes out there. He's like, dude, if you're going to hit me, 
freaking give me everything you freaking got and I will take it like I'm being hit by a cement truck. I, I love that about Brock. I really, really do. Uh, but yeah, he picks up the scale. He uses it as a weapon and Omos just, just, just head kicks him or delivers a big boot to his face as Brock rolls underneath the ring ropes as the two then stare down with Omos in the ring and Brock outside of the ring. Brock is like, he's staring up at freaking Omos. He's like, fuck, man. Well, yeah, I've, I've done everything I could do. Let, let me just, <laughs> let me take my ball and get the hell out of Phoenix. And that's pretty much what he does um, as this segment pretty much ends. As I know, listen, I understand what they're trying to do. Like they're trying to hype up Omos and they're, they're trying to hype him up and build him up as this freaking monster. When Brock Lesnar, I'm, I'm sure, is going to beat him. I mean, guys, like, are we really going to sit here thinking that Omos is going to beat Brock Lesnar? Like, stop, enough. <laughs> Please, don't give me that nonsense. If that really actually happens, that I will freaking slam my head through, the, through this fucking cement wall here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, look, I understand all that. Um, and I understand what they're trying to do. And, and, listen, I think the big moment, honestly, in this match, Brian, is like, oh, it's like, when Brock Lesnar delivers that vicious F5 and he picks up Omos, and it's going to be a WrestleMania moment, right? So right because he's definitely go he's going to do suplex city and he's hitting the yeah, F5s. Suplex city bitches he's going to hit maybe one or two yeah. F5s and there's going to be a barricade spot just like we see with Bobby Lashley <laughs> and Brock right a zillion fucking times. Um but yeah look 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 I understand what they're trying to do with Omos. I, I do and I understand you want to build him up to a giant okay fine. I appreciate Brock and the way he tries to sell moves, I think it looks... He was, he was last night, yeah, the selling was pretty good, man. Yeah, dude, I mean, because he looks sure. Brock has always been. Brock Lesnar yeah. has always been like that. Listen, if he's going to take a move, he's going to sell the shit out of it. Same with any type of segment. He will sell the shit out of a segment or a freaking move, whatever he needs to take. So I appreciate that from Brock. I mean, does this does this matter? Does this segment get any... Just get me more excited, or I'm sure for Brian as you as well, for that matter... Get yeah. us excited about this match. The answer is this answer is no. no. Just like playing. Yeah, that's 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 great creativity from uh from uh Vince and Triple H. Good job, guys. We're, we're all done. Let's do a weigh-in, you know, because like realistically, Omos weighs like almost almost 500 pounds. Yeah, like people, yeah, that's that's really <laughs> now I know WWE has always done that, like you know, making his way to the ring, swing at 500 pounds, right? So yeah, that that type of as, aspect <clears throat> of wrestling, I, I like about that because it's like, especially when you look at people who are large in life. Um, so again, I'm I'm not gonna harp too much about that, but again, the the segment, guys, it's just, it's it's meh. It it doesn't get me any more excited about this match, and especially in a match where nobody fucking asks for. So there's nothing else to say. And again, guys, that's your build. So the next time we see these two, are gonna be at Mania. Uh, Brian, your thoughts with this uh, this way in segment. Yeah, I mean, what a shitty little segment this was. <laughs> um, other than Brock selling, you know, because yeah, I agree with you. It's yeah, they're they're trying to build up Omos to be the monster, and yeah, there's there's no way Brock is is not winning this match. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say, just the whole the whole the whole build up, and okay, so the idea of this weigh in, right? Obviously, we see Omos is a big dude. Now I don't know how much he actually weighs. But I'm sure it's it's quite a bit more than Brock, right? I mean, so the whole I, a weigh-in, right, is supposed to generally between, like, two people that are somewhat of the same size to see, like, who's bigger, whatever. So right off the bat, you have, just say Omas, just say he is 400 pounds, right? He's 400 pounds. What's Brock? Like, 
I don't know, two two sixty. I was gonna say two say two. I was gonna say two eighty or something. But but yeah, but significantly smaller, or at least weight wise. So like the whole idea of the weigh in was fucking ridiculous in the first place. But yeah, that being said, I, I think this is gonna. It's gonna be what well, you know for me. One of those time to go get your popcorn uh, at WrestleMania because I, yeah, I, I don't care. Yeah, take your bathroom um, break. Go get your yeah. snack, go get your food. Do whatever you need to do because you're not gonna miss anything. If you've seen a, a Bobby Lashley versus Brock match, that's pretty much what it's gonna be in, in, in a nutshell. Other other than I said, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, and we haven't. So it's it seems now lately I haven't seen anything in the last like three weeks at least. With like MVP back there talking to, you know, Benjamin and Alexander, unless there's some kind of hurt business reunion moment or whatever, this is gonna be garbage. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 like I said, that that's one way that's one way of putting it because again, they're this company is not giving us a reason to care, and again, yeah. nobody even asked for it at all. <clears throat> so weird. And it's just so bizarre. Again, shout out to Brock <laughs> for trying to sell the, the segment. But, you know, and I'm happy Brock sold. You know, he said that a week, you know, a few weeks ago. But unfortunately, we still aren't. But, <laughs> but what, I mean, what, I don't know. What, I mean, I, I feel like Brock's one of those guys that has always had the power to, you know, like, fuck it. If I don't want to do this match, I'm not doing it. And he's doing it. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know. Shock me, guys. Fucking shock me. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Up next, we go into... Finn Balor, as he sends a message to Edge, as he's pretty much transitioning himself into the demon. Guys, WWE production, bro, like they do a really good job. This the way this the image of this this segment was really yeah. on. As as Finn Balor is uh he's cutting a, a a message to Edge about their Hell in a Cell match. He's like, listen, you know, go to that dark place, light up your candles, do whatever you need to do. It's like just remember, I don't summon my demons. My demons are always here. You just have to look closely. And like I said, he's slowly there. There's like slight twitching in the in the camera. Yeah. Like slowly transitioning into the demon. It was, again a really cool visual. Really, really badass, man. Um, is yeah. So if it's not official, if it hasn't been official yet, well, it's it's official now. You're gonna yeah. have a freaking demon inside Hell in a Cell against Edge. So uh, Brian, your thoughts about this this little promo that Finn Balor cut? Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was kind of kind of in the same vein as Edge's promo last week, just you know, with with Finn's twist on it, um, and and with the demon. So, yeah, I mean, I, we all knew it was coming, and and like I mentioned earlier, I think this has the potential to to steal the show. Um, but even if it didn't, it's going to be one of the top matches of of the weekend, no doubt. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I like it. I'm really looking forward to it, man. It was really good. Yeah, and I'll make this short before we get into this next match here. Um, yeah, no, and Ellis, I mentioned this too last week. Listen, I love the demon, and I love the fact that Finn Balor is bringing this back. It's just that I just I just worry about the crowd and how they react because it's really hard to, especially the fact that we haven't seen the demon for so long. You know, Finn sure. Balor, he's you know he's finally getting confidence oozing out of him with this whole Judgment Day angle, being alongside you know Priest. Uh, Dominic and Rhea in the Judgment Day, and you and you see that different side of Finn Balor that's oozing out of him. And now, finally, mm -hmm. finally, Finn Balor, he's got his mojo going. And now, after years of not bringing back the demon, he wants to bring it back now. 
like when we asked for it for almost for for years upon years now and yeah. it's just like you know like how like are fans gonna really boo a demon <laughs> that's because that's the thing they're gonna cheer edge like i mentioned last week they'll cheer edge they're gonna get behind edge but are they really gonna are they really gonna go against finn and this demon character you know because finn balor's always has also said this as well like he's never he didn't want to rest on the demon and its laurels because he didn't want to use it as a crutch as mm-hmm. his, but again man like the, the this character is legit i mean you saw that that vignette brian i mean it could be legit larger than life yep. so it's just it's just the timing of it all if i did have to put one little blunder in this whole situation it's just the timing of it all it's just like okay you're fair enough yeah all rolling for yourself with 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 the judgment day you've been hiding this you've been putting the demon character on the back burner and now now you want to bring back the demon as a heel when when clearly fans are going to cheer for you and your character again it's just weird man but again no doubt the match is going to be great the match is fantastic edge is i'm sure he's gonna you know i know i still brian i know you posted something about gangrel about maybe him coming in, coming out as a maybe his entrance. I th- I think that would be fucking. That would be I fucking awesome if they come yeah, back it, just to hear that entrance again. Holy yeah, shit! Okay, ever, oh, trust me, if that happens, it's all going to be freaking phenomenal. It's all gonna be <laughs> yeah. But again, I, I just I, I think about these things, and it's just like I don't know. It's just it's a blunder that I know that's very minor, and maybe it's meaningless at the end of the day. But I just have to bring it up because again, you know. Well, see, I- Yeah, I I don't think it's meaningless because like I mentioned last week, like I I think in 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 a few different ways here, they've they've kind of uh, I can't say it's it's a blunder because it's 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 good stuff happening, I feel. Um, But you you mentioned the the crowd reaction to the demon, right? (laughs) Look, Rhea Ripley is going to get a going to get a face pop when she wins that title, man. It's just it's fucking happening. Um. And even with Dom, like I could see that that match going, like you know, where fucking Ray kicks his ass, and then whether it's not that you know, that night or not, like Dom has a come to Jesus moment, like oh, you know, I'm sorry and I was wrong. So there's a lot of things where, and and this is where I think it's it's very unfortunate, is that I don't think we're gonna get the same Judgment Day after mania you know because I, 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 I think talk, i'll talk more about dominic but it's, it's funny you mentioned that but i'll say yeah that to dominic in hour number three but but yeah but, so but I, I agree with your point that that could it could happen that way because like i said there, there there could be multiple face turns or or just things happening with the judgment day so no, we'll absolutely. see absolutely third match of the night we go into an eight man tag match Fuck me. Um, the Street Profits, Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus Alpha Academy and the Viking Raiders. So pretty much everybody that's in this showcase, uh, Fatal 4-Way match, whatever the F you want to call it. Um, so instead of the Fatal 4-Way, you're getting all these people in the same ring, but now it's an eight-man tag. So to, just to make, just to put the cherry on top of how useless and how irrelevant this freaking shit is, Let's just throw everybody out there anyway, because why the fuck not? Um, so an eight-man tag match. Um, there's a lot of meat in this ring that Corey did. <laughs> fuck yeah, right? <laughs> He's not kidding, but at the same time, I'm sure a lot of people's dome pieces went into a different direction. Oh, but for I'm sure. Gonna, I'm, I'm going to save it. But anyway, um, Max Dupree, or Max Dupree, 
Maxine Dupree uh, is watching backstage, of course, you know, Otis, you know, as, as, as she likes to call Otis, um, is watching backstage. Um, so this um, pretty much Street Profits, Braun Strowman and Ricochet win this match. You know, Ricochet does like the swanton off of Braun's shoulders. And Ford pretty much has the highlight of this match. I mean, no shocker. It's freaking Montez Ford. We've spoken highly about in, in this podcast of how amazing freaking Montez yep. is. The guy right. legit... He does his he's he does his from the heavens uh splash from the top rope. He jumps over Braun Strowman's shoulders as he switches directions in midair. Yeah, I know it sounds crazy, guys, but go back and watch it and see it for yourself. Yeah, that, that was impressive. Beautifully. I mean, whole I mean, my God, was this just a thing of beauty. Switches in mid-direction. That was the only exciting part of this match that I can honestly think of. Everything else is just a bunch of crap, and it was just a bunch of nonsense. But tremendous freaking splash for Montez Ford as he picks up the W for his team, and that's pretty much pretty much it. Um, guys, like what, like, and 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 I'll speak more about this showcase stuff, especially when we get to the women. But guys, like, I mean, I, I don't understand. So they're doing the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal on SmackDown, and they're doing this showcase again. But guys, what is on the line here? Like what? What is what is the purpose of it? What to to get a to, just to get on the WrestleMania card? Just to be on WrestleMania? Like what? What, what is it? I, I I don't understand. Um, and we're just throwing every motherfucker in this ring at the same time because creatively we just have nothing for them, and that <laughs> just pisses me off. At the end of the day, I, I'm not going to waste my breath about it because honestly, Brian, it's not worth my time. It's not even worth your time either. It's it's really honestly, and every to everybody watching, it's honestly, it's no, it's worth nobody's time. So, but I mean, Brian, if you have thoughts about this eight man tag, the floor is yours. I'll just say, so at first, you know, I thought this was the match at Mania, right? That's shitty enough as it is. But then I, I guess I, I kind of misunderstood, and I saw this. Oh well, we're gonna have this match on SmackDown. I was like, all right, well, fuck it, it's SmackDown. At least it's not a Mania match. And then I realized that, no, they're still having the Mania match. This match is just the two heel tag teams as a team and the two face tag teams as a team, and I fucking hated it more. So, <laughs> yeah, that that's pretty much what I thought about this, man. Um, and, but I will say, so you mentioned that spot uh, from Montez. Otis got a little bit of shine here in the ring, too, with uh, just... When Absolutely. he hit uh, Braun with his, uh, basically just with his stomach, I mean, he fucking sent that dude flying, man. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, absolutely. Otis and Montez as well yeah. as Otis. Yeah, absolutely. Very well said. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, going into the, the match at Mania, like we've mentioned before here, I, the Profits need to break up as a tag team. It looks like they're heading in the direction that Alpha Academy is breaking up. So why the fuck are we having this match for nothing? For no title, no storyline, no story, no, 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 story, <laughs> no number story? one contender. It's just four fucking teams because, yeah. yeah, because so yeah, because yeah, just because that's that's really it, you know. Oh yep. man, I don't know. As like I said, we we have the Andre the Giant Memorial. Honestly, you're better off just putting the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal on the show, just like on the kickoff show or something like this. All this this shit about. So that's on. I missed that. That's on SmackDown. They're doing SmackDown. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Also, they cut like a back. There was a backstage segment where everybody was like, "It's like it's like the movie Rudy." I saw. Yeah, with Boogs and that they made the freaking 
they made the battle royal, but it's pretty much everybody in fucking catering. It shouldn't be a shot. It's like, oh my god, I made the battle royal. Yeah, because you know, Vince has nothing better for you, so he throws you throws you in this meaningless battle royal. So, yeah, and they and they try to make us believe like it's an actual like it's a big accomplishment. Uh, it's just weird. Bobby Lashley was involved. We haven't seen Bobby Lashley in weeks because that whole storyline with Bray Wyatt has pretty much been. Pretty that's much been done that's dead. Time. Yeah, I mean, he's um, in the his his spots now in the in the battle royal. Now it's in yep. the battle royal, which is even which is even more. Which I now expect him. He's probably going to win. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely yeah. one of the odds the the odds on favorites to, to <laughs> right win, for sure. As long with maybe if maybe you want to throw a Bronson Reed in there, maybe I was going to say he's my dark horse, Bronson Reed. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, but at the end of the day, guys, who gives? Blind shit. Uh, uh, it yeah. does, like it, nobody's. What it, what have they ever done with the the winner of that battle royal? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Like it. It just. It's okay. They won the battle yeah, royal. I mean, they Uso, get this trophy. So won it one year, and and maybe I guess that kind of elevated his game into where he is now with the bloodline. Maybe. So I, I, but outside of that, nobody. Yeah. Yeah. You had Baron Corbin. Um, right. Who's, who's in? Who has been? In, who's been in complete shit? Um, <laughs> he pretty much got pretty much ripped on on national television. Uh, freaking who else? Freaking uh, I, I don't even remember, man. Um, uh, I, I, I can't. I man, don't. That's even... how relevant this is. Yeah. In, um, I, I don't, <laughs> guys. I don't know, and why, and I don't care. I don't yeah. care. And that's what's sad about this entire thing. Cesaro won it once, maybe. Cesaro, maybe yes, actually, yes. Cesaro won it once, I believe. Yeah. Um, freaking uh, who was Zack Ryder's tag partner? Mojo Riley, I think. Did Mojo remember Mojo? Oh, uh, maybe. Did he freaking win it? Maybe. Um, I don't know, guys. Yeah. I, think, I think the Big Show won it um, one year, but yes, yeah, Cesaro did win it one year. Um, and yeah, guys, that's that's really that's really it. I, I yeah. Oh, freaking um, um, what's his freaking name? Um, I'm drawing a blank now. <laughs> freaking uh, Madcap, Madcap Moss, Madcap Moss. Oh, gotcha. That's gotcha. Right, so in a meaningless freaking battle royal. But yeah, guys, that's on SmackDown because, you know, but and but so that's on SmackDown and then just even a more meaningless fucking match, you're going to have that on your on your card. Right. Who knows? Maybe they put it on the on the kickoff show. I don't I don't freaking know, but anyway, we move on. Um Austin Theory cuts a promo for early on in the night in an empty arena. Okay. Um <laughs> he sends a message to John Cena, of course, as by the way, that match is starting off the night one, um, the night one of wrestling. So that match is kicking off the show for night one. And he goes on to say, listen, there's no difference with me being in this empty arena or in a sold out SoFi stadium. I would have let you go down as the hero, but you made it personal. I will make you believe in Austin Theory and the fans will now stop believing in you. Um, as theory, you know, he glances up at the mania sign again, very dead silence. Again, kind of brought back like pandemic vibes from the, from the <laughs> right. era, or or no, in the performance center, I should say, honestly. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'll save my thoughts. And Brian, I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you start your thoughts on this promo from Austin Theory. Um, I, I didn't mind it. I actually, I thought for you know, again, I, I've made my feelings known about theory in general, but. Um, I think for one of his promos, I mean, I didn't, um, here, here's what I, I, I think I, I liked it. I, I did like it in a way it was, it was more of a serious tone, but I think maybe the, the reason they did that 
so he wouldn't get like booed out of the or have like the fucking what chant exactly reason why and i'm gonna get more into that once i get into my thoughts but yeah continue that's yeah why they did it but but i did like it you know i i know that's you know i don't know i guess it was meant to or not meant to but obviously it was so he wouldn't get a negative reaction or, or or be uh the crowd too loud for him to talk or whatever but yeah, I kind of liked it. Um, and I'll do uh, one more thing. I think this was beforehand, and I know this This is just kind of a... a well, there was a, a couple promos. Um, Ripley, Balor, and Cody all, like, you know, hype, basically hyping up their matches. Um, so I'm just throwing in there. But the one I really want to talk about is the uh, the Goodfellas vignette. Have you ever seen yes, the movie Goodfellas? Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. That was that's one of my that's my top. my favorite favorite WrestleMania vignette that they've done. Oh, by before. far, that Absolutely was hysterical. It was great, man. Absolutely. It was great. And just uh that's one of my probably top five movies of all time. Definitely my favorite gangster movie. Um, but yeah, that, that was so good. Um, so yeah, just had to had to throw that out there because if you haven't. I don't know if they're only showing it. I, I haven't seen these commercials other than like during wrestling shows. So I don't know if they're. Yeah, I, I'm the same boat. I, I don't see them. In, I've seen, I maybe seen maybe one or two in actual commercials, but I've not gotcha. part They've pretty much just been involved in like. In like during the wrestling show. show. Or maybe yeah. a commercial that involves in a wrestling show. But that, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like I've seen, uh, obviously, I, we saw the Goodfellas with, with the Bloodline. There was, I believe, Seth and Becky as like the Joker. And yeah, the yeah. There was Montez and Bianca. I believe was the Titanic or something. Yes. Uh, yes, I believe that. Yes, yes. Yep, yep. That. And there was one other one I can't. Uh, I think it involved Drew Miz and Maurice. Maurice. Famous. I, what was it? Miz and Maurice have one, right? Miz uh, and I think... Maurice. I haven't seen that one. Maybe they, I'm not sure if they have one. I'm not sure. But I know. Yeah, I, they, uh, the Top Gun one. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Top Gun, maybe. Or Top something. Gun. Okay, was it I, Top haven't, Gun? I haven't seen that one yet. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's. I say all, all of them actually have been pretty solid. But yeah. the Bloodline, Goodfellas one was was again. Um, go figure. That's that's the one that you know is just right. fucking <laughs> the best fucking. One. I mean, like that's, that's top notch, man. Every, like yeah. the, it's like the Bloodline can't. Can't let <laughs> anyone have anything. <laughs> they got to have the best storyline. They got the best match. It's like, bro, like, can you give us... We got to have the best fucking vignette or, like, or, or little scene from a movie. Vignette. Like, come on, bro. Like, let down your guard just one time. But uh, it was good, man. But yeah, it was very, very good. Absolutely. And so, yeah, back to theory. Like I said, I, I mean, I, I didn't mind the promo. I actually, in a way, I kind of liked it. Uh, You know the match is going to be the match um so you, well yeah because the title is on the line or is it not yes it is on the line yes okay so the theory has to win this so yeah, he has to win yeah yeah even if it wasn't on the line honestly he, he should win the match honestly yeah i would agree yep um look i'll try to keep this as short as sweet as i can i like austin theory i have defended austin theory or at least have tried to um, and to at least give him a chance, because I always and I, listen, I always say the same thing about Charlotte Flair. There's potential in Charlotte Flair because she is good. She's a good talent. Same goes for Austin Theory, right? To me, Brian, and you and you said it. You know, you, you said it right from the jump. You know, this was a pretty much a crutch for Austin right. Theory to cut a promo because they're trying to protect this dude as much as they can. So, you know, because again, it, again, guys, it doesn't take a rocket scientist for when WWE is trying to 
put the rocket on somebody and give them a big push. Now I can understand if there was a connection. Now, even though I like theory, and I think that there's talent in the in the dude, but there's no connection right. with Austin Theory. So what do they do? They have him put out a promo in front of an empty arena. It's called, you know, protecting a character or protecting a wrestler because they knew that Phoenix, Arizona was going to freaking probably boom out of the building or just not give a shit. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just what this whole thing pretty much was. And I listen, I thought the promo that he cut was fine. It was okay. I still think he's got tremendous work that he needs to do. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was expecting another, maybe one more appearance from Cena. So we've only gotten one appearance from Cena. I know. Definitely, yep. definitely very underwhelming. But I mean, do you think? May, I mean, possible SmackDown. I mean, he's uh, well. I guess with Cena, you never know. He could just like fly a private jet. So right. Right. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Um, you know, <laughs> the brand split. Right. It's like the like what? What is that? Mean? <laughs> um, but still. Yeah, I mean, look, um, to, to, to wrap this up in a bow here, um, I think the match is going to be fine. I don't think the match is going to be as bad as what people think it's going to be. I think it's going to just be a simplistic a simplistic match. Do I think it should kick off the show? Yeah, no, that's, that's I'm not debatable. a fan. That's yeah. very, very, very debatable. Um, yep. But no doubt Austin Theory needs to win this match, whether whether people like it or not. It, it's just it's, it's the right call, guys. I, I don't give a shit how you feel about Austin Theory. The right decision is to have him win this freaking match. And maybe just maybe after Mania, you, you you try to get some level of a connection because, because you know, Brian, I hate to make this thought, but I see another dude just in the likes of what Roman Reigns was years ago. You're going to have a guy that's not ready to be in the main event scene or in the main event spotlight now being mm-hmm. thrusted into that once he leaves that mid-card division, getting thrust into title matches, getting thrust into big main events. And there's still no connection with the crowd. And I have a weird feeling that that's where we're going with Austin Theory. Possible, yeah. I don't like it at all. It's just another Roman Reigns versus Charlotte Flair situation. So that's my take about that. So uh, your your thoughts about that before we get into this next segment? Oh, not much. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Um, I I do think this guy has talent, has a future in the business. Um, It's just not connecting right now. And yeah, that's, that's totally possible. I could see WWE doing the same thing you know like you said they did with roman and they're doing with charlotte for sure um i hope not but we'll see <laughs> we shall see up next we have another women's showcase qualifying match <laughs> i use the term qualifying very 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 loosely here uh, candice loray and mia yim or munchkin Michin, whatever the fuck her name is now um, versus Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville as they're now a tag team for some odd reason. Match time, guys, was under, you guessed it, three minutes. Uh, <laughs> three minutes was this match. Phoenix, Arizona was dead silent. And I, when I say dead silent, I mean crickets. Fucking crickets. You can hear a fucking pin drop yep. from this freaking match. Um, and this everything that I said in the cold open is everything that proves about this match here as I talk about it. So... Like I said, everything, you know, that I said in the cold open, like I mentioned, it's all coming into full circle here. So uh, DeVille sucker punches Yim while Chelsea is distracting the ref. Chelsea hits her, the unprettier, I believe that's what she calls her finishing move, for the W as Chelsea Green and Sonia DeVille are the final team in the Women's Showcase Fatal 4-Way. Guys, why are why are we still qualifying these motherfuckers? <laughs> Sh- Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey legit 
went on SmackDown and says, oh, by the way, we're added into the showcase match. So you had three three teams have <laughs> to qualify, but Ronda and Shayna are just added in. What are we doing? And and, and, right. and they're going to be the winners. Qualifying for a match that's nothing is on the line and nobody is giving a shit about. Why? Yeah. It, it's a way. It's I said the same thing about the men. There's a. It's such a waste of time. Such a waste of time. <clears throat> what what value, by the way, does Candice LeRae and Mia Yim have right now? What 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 value is there to have them go out there for two to three minutes? What what is it? Yeah. It, it, it? Are they like what? Are they are they a Natalia? Are they are they just back there being a locker room leaders, like being you know trying to help out the women in the back, trying to like is, is are they doing something like that? Like like what 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 are we doing with these with these women? What value does Candice LeRae have right now that has no direction that fans can give a shit about being on the show for two fucking minutes. What, what's, what's the value here? Same for Mia Yim. Like, and here's the thing too, Brian about Mia Yim, and I'm about to go off for about another 60 seconds here. Now people were saying about me, you know, her name being Meechin, right? That she chose that name because it's like another, it's like another slang term for, for, for Mia Yim or something, or something in a different language about saying Mia Yim. Guys, do you really guys fucking think that that Mia Yim stormed into Triple H or Vince's office, wherever the fuck is running shit back there, and said, can you change my name to Meechin? And they said, okay, guys, if you really think that, then you are, then you, you are something, something else. If you really <laughs> think that Mia Yim would do that to herself, to call for something that sounds so fucking stupid. Like, listen, is it probably close to her name and maybe like, and it's meaningful to her? Yeah, sure. Okay, maybe that's probably the case. But if you really think that that was her decision to change her name, then you, then, then like I said, you, you're, you're something else because this is, guys, is a Vince McMahon decision. This is a Vince McMahon decision. How many times, Brian, have we seen women's wrestlers or any NXT wrestler for that matter change their weird freaking name oh but there's the mia yim though is still in the name okay but you but they're calling her michin you they hardly even call her mia yim yeah right so fucking weird if you guys really think that that was mia yim's decision you're a fucking idiot <laughs> this was a vince mcmahon call because he loves to change names with i can definitely see that for so sure many fucking times I, I don't understand brian like they oh they want to like they i hear these dirt sheets and these reports and it's the biggest load of bs like who the fuck believes in this shit <laughs> oh my god it's not it's goddamn nauseating but anyway guys what else is there I need to say about this shit honestly it's it's a big giant big old waste of time brian your final thoughts before we get into hour number three yeah, so uh, both of us have mentioned uh, Chelsea Green here and, and her little interactions with Adam Pierce, which she had one earlier, you know, that are, are kind of entertaining. But here we are. This is the third week now in a row that she's had a different tag team partner, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why? And, and yeah, and then to so and, and she's had aren't, weren't all three of those matches tag team qualifying matches for this? I think they were pretty much, yeah. I, I <laughs> so pretty much, at least one of them, if if not my dad. Yeah. One. So either way, I don't know. Three different yeah, so tag one team of, one partners. One of them was with Piper Niven last week. Yeah, that was a thing. That's yeah. And now now she's with Sonya Deville and she wins the match. So now she's added in. So yes. So unless they're trying to kind of you know have that aspect of her kind of 
you know, Weasley, Karen, person like, because who else got two opportunities to be in this title? I don't fucking know. But either way, it's three partners in three weeks. There's no continuity. In this whole match, again, you said there's three qualifying match and matches, and then and then Ronda and Shayna just saying they're in, which great. I mean, I love Ronda and Shayna, and I think they're obviously going to win this fucking match, but it, the whole thing just doesn't. It just again, it, it speaks to you took five minutes to book this, <laughs> you know? Exactly. I said, yeah. my, like I said, my my freaking <laughs> my freaking twelve year old stepbrother could write better shit. Yeah, for sure. Honest to God, it, it, it's 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 just nauseating. And so, listen, good for Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. They're in. They're, they're on the wrestling. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But is anybody yeah. going to give a shit? The answer is freaking no. Hour number three, we go to Dominic Mysterio. Well, both Dominic Mysterio and Damian Priest. The Judgment Day as they hit the ring. As Dominic cuts an in-ring promo, says it takes a real low life to hit your own child. So he's pretty. So Dominic is now pretty much playing the victim card. And oh, actually, for sure. I actually freaking love this a lot. Um, he says, "Listen, I thought that you were a deadbeat then, but now you really are a deadbeat." And he's like, "Listen, after Damien beats you tonight, and I beat you at Mania, everyone will know how much of a failure of a father you truly are." Um, and then he says, "Listen," and he goes on to say, "I wish Eddie was my real father. You and and that you never existed." My entire family is a is a disgrace to the Mysterio name, and the Mysterio name will be mine at WrestleMania. As that leads into a match, as Rey Mysterio's music hits, as Rey Mysterio faces Damian Priest in a one-on-one -on -one match. Rey Mysterio, he hits the 619 to Priest. However, Dominic gets involved, forces a DQ as the two-on-one brawl uh, with Dominic and Priest onto Rey Mysterio is now on. However, Legato del Fantasma hits the ring for the save. Dominic uh, and Priest retreat up the rampway, and that is your segment. Brian, I'll have you start off. Your thoughts of the promo that Dominic cut and the match between Rey Mysterio and Damian Priest? I mean, it was, it was an okay match. I You know, take it or leave it. Um, I mean, shit, for as many, like, promos and little vignettes they had during the show... Honestly, this just could have been like a promo, you know, a, a Dom promo or even a back and forth with him and, and Ray or something. Because, um, yeah, the match is what it, you know, is what it is. I, I am looking forward to the actual match at WrestleMania, but I don't really think this added. I mean, it was kind of Dom just saying the same shit that he's been saying. I don't think it added or subtracted anything from the storyline no. or, or whatever, no. but, you know, it, it was an okay match. Yeah. Yeah, and, and 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 I'll and I'll go to the to the promo here, and again I'll make this as, this short as well. Um, I like the promo. I mean, listen, like I said, it didn't really add or, or didn't really diminish anything, at least in regards to this storyline. But I like the delivery of it. I mean, Dominic is really coming into his own, and he's really delivering <laughs> some good shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, again, you know, and I like the fact, you know, that you know, just just you know, the the words, just the way that he's saying it you know it's just it just sounds better than what he's been doing beforehand you know sure that's absolutely the, that's the biggest yeah. eye opening out of all of this yes is it is it pretty much the same stuff that he's been saying over the past number of weeks sure but still i like i, I like the delivery of the promo and it does get me a little bit intrigued about maybe what's to come and who knows man maybe they 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 they're gonna put all their chips into one basket for the hall of fame ceremony because we've said that 
for weeks now about they're probably going to do something about the Hall of Fame where Ray yeah. gets inducted and Dominic gets involved, which could still be the case, by the way. And I'm I'm still very on the fence about that. I, I, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. I'm in the same boat as you. I, I don't like it at all. Um, listen, I understand they made the match. At least, at least it's not going to lead into making the match because the match was made last week. Right. But still, I don't like it at all. I don't like diminishing the prestige that is the WWE. Exactly. Yeah. I just, I don't like that. Um, but we'll see, I guess, you know, there, there's, it's going to, you know, we'll see if it's, it's either going to go really well or it's going to go absolutely fucking horrible. Um, so who, so who knows about that part? So I, I like the, the promo from Dominic. Um, I think it was, you know, like I said, simple words that he said, you know, for previous weeks, but it was delivered well and, uh, and it was short and it was sweet. So, um, and then the match with Rey Mysterio and Damian Priest. I actually like Damian Priest a lot. It's a shame too, he yeah. doesn't have anything involved with WrestleMania as he's pretty much been put on the back burner. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like the forgotten one on Judgment Day. Yeah, yeah I mean, you've got Rhea Ripley, who's she has her SmackDown women's title match. You got Finn Balor involved with Edge and Dominic involved with Rey Mysterio. And then there's Damian Priest that's kind of just falling, falling in line. Now I do think that Damian Priest is gonna be involved. And maybe in one of these matches per se, so I'm sure they have something for Damian Priest along those yeah. lines. But then, and I and I've mentioned this before too about Damian Priest. Damian Priest to me is very, very underrated. Mm-hmm. I agree. Especially no, I really do I, too. I, I didn't say that about before with the Judgment Day, but now with the Judgment Day, this dude is this dude is solid. Again, I, I even saw it when he was back. Judgment Day is because. It's bringing the best out of everybody. I talked yeah. about Balor, how he's got another level of confidence to him. Rhea Ripley, you know, before that, no one gave a shit about her. Now you're seeing the true potential in Rhea Ripley. And Dominic, I mean, who gave a shit about Dominic? <laughs> he was just Rey Mysterio's father. Yeah, son. Dude, I'm talking, I'm putting this dude in top five lists. I'm putting him in fucking honorable mentions. I mean, holy shit. You know, yeah. the proof is in the pudding, guys. And, and and the same goes for Damian Priest. Now it sucks that he's not involved in anything, but um, but, it, but there's no doubt I think he will be involved in something. As far as the match is concerned, I thought it was fine. I think Damian Priest is a very underrated wrestler, and uh-huh. I think he's got a lot more to offer in this company. Um, and, and this match was pretty much what I thought it was going to be. There's no way you can have Damian Priest take a loss. I don't care if it's just a to get Rey Mysterio to get to Dominic at, Rey, at Mania. Yeah. No, you cannot do that. Absolutely not. So I like the DQ finish. Uh, pretty simplistic. Like Otto Del Fantasma coming out. Uh, I would have just had Judgment Day finish the beatdown. Honestly, I, I I don't know. Like Otto Del Fantasma, it's like I don't know. Maybe they play a part in the match with Dominic at mania maybe maybe that's why they continue having them involved yeah I, I think they will because i think yeah either either priest or rio or both are gonna gonna be involved somehow so yeah probably probably so so again i mean i don't mind it um you know i'm sure like i said they <laughs> we still got one more show to go left so you know who knows maybe yep. really they really packed this show i mean you've got cody rhodes and, and roman raids face to face once again uh, for that smackdown show so Maybe they can. Maybe they put all their chips into one basket for that SmackDown show, and we really go off with a bang going into WrestleMania Night One. So, so who knows? Um, again, didn't it wasn't wasn't great, wasn't wasn't bad, but I'll, I'll give it decent to good. It was yeah, decent, very simplistic for what it was. Um, but again, did it add to anything really? No. Um, but it did. But it did any harm to it? Or was it bad? Absolutely not. I thought it was very simpl- simplistic, and I thought it was still very yet effective. So. 
Going into our second, or excuse me, our sixth match, uh, this was Gunther versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, so Gunther wins this match via a power bomb, and the last he calls this the last Symphony Slam uh, as he gets the win over Dolph Ziggler. Uh, no shocker there. Dolph Ziggler continues to just be just be lost in the shuffle. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like it's just very very weird. At least he got an entrance. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I heard that that theme song from him yeah. because he just gets a jobber entrance because in a nutshell, that's how he's been booked. A fucking jobber. I've spoken highly about or highly about Ziggler and my thoughts about Ziggler and his booking. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to really rant and rave about that. If people want to hear my thoughts about Dolph Ziggler, go watch previous episodes. It's all up on there on Spotify. So, um, so yeah, so Gunther gets on the microphone. He sends a message to Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, of course, the big triple threat match for Mania. And said, this is the thing, you know, he points down at Dolph Ziggler and says, this is the fate that waits you at WrestleMania. So, um, I'll, I'll start. Um, look, I like the fact that, you know, look, you want to showcase Gunther. I, I don't understand why Dolph Ziggler has to take it a simplistic L. There's nothing involving Dolph Ziggler. And, you know, the, <laughs> the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, that's his WrestleMania. And, and <laughs> so I don't understand what the the reason is to put Dolph Ziggler in the show. Right. Put three bunch of jobbers in this, in the state of Arizona out there and just have Gunther deliver the chops and really, you know, it does no harm, no foul because you're not giving any active wrestler a freaking loss. It just, you know, to me, I would have done that. I understand they gave them a little bit of time, which is good because lately we've just seen Dolph Ziggler just get completely squashed in less than not even just two minutes, Brian, but even less than a minute, like almost 30 to 45 seconds. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, But, you know, and and I like Gunther. I like the whole justifying the situation thing with Pierce. I think that's very realistic because not that he doesn't think that, you know, he's scared about facing two people at once. It's just that, you know, it's, it's the, it's the honor of the, the Intercontinental Championship. Right, right. Talks about. It fits the character. So I like that aspect. Yeah. And I mentioned this to David. And by the way, shout out to David. I want to thank David once again. Absolutely. For thank you for about. filling in, man. Yeah, absolutely. For filling in into our SmackDown review, which this, which was this past Saturday. So, uh, David, if you're watching, shout out to you, my man. I appreciate you being a part of the show. And uh, like I said, you are more than welcome or more. We are more than happy to welcome you back onto the show any day. Yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, we, we mentioned on that uh, that whole review you know, saying that I, it's just, it seems like that Gunther is just being pushed to the side just a little bit because the mm-hmm. main focus, honestly, is with Drew and Sheamus. It's not really even about Gunther at all. And he's your intercontinental champion, which is just very odd to me. But I mean, look, I mean, this was to pump up Gunther in the match and that's what they did. I don't understand why we're throwing Dolph Ziggler in this match, but Brian, it's not my company. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's just a shame that we're that they just continue to just put Dolph Ziggler in these weird situations that in the in it doesn't lead anything to him. But but an Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal appearance. Okay, great. Go, go. <laughs> right. Uh, Brian, your 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 thoughts on this match before we get into the main event. Yeah, the match was a squash match, which okay, you know, uh, you know, I've mentioned about Gunther. I, I really like him too. Um Man, this match, this going into WrestleMania, man. Uh, I hope Gunther still retains, and so that just continues to build him and make him look strong. But man, like you said, and and I, I was even thinking it when I heard you guys talk about it last uh, Saturday. Um, yeah, it feels like this match. It feels like Drew is going to win this match, 
and and that's unfortunate um because i think I'm saying a heel turn like he might turn heel on sheamus and he wins that intercontinental championship i got more to say about that with with, with what you just said but but continue that because that could happen absolutely yeah um i don't know like like you said i agree this the story of this match has been more about sheamus and drew than the championship and gunther um and so, yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know, unless they, you know, I had mentioned again, uh, a couple of weeks back, you know, maybe Gunther is now, you know, kind of on his way to, you know, to the main event picture or working his way there. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but I, I would, I'd rather see Gunther win at mania than putting it on Drew, but I got a feeling that's where that's, what's going to happen. Yeah, no, and that, no, you're 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 absolutely right. I mean, there's there's absolutely a chance that that could happen. Is that the yeah. right, is that the right decision? Absolutely not. Because <laughs> guys, and I mentioned this before before we get into our main event here. Drew McIntyre does not need to be holding a title he, right now. He doesn't. You know what he needs right now, guys? He needs proper freaking booking. Put him in a non-title feud that we can get invested in. Like he's been thrown in lately ever since he. Ever since he's been out of the out of the world title picture, Brian, he's just he's been in these weird, these weird segments. He's been in good physical matches with Sheamus and 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 with others, but mm-hmm. in regards to being in a feud and a story, just being being put in very odd situations and very weird segments as of late. And I just yeah. think that putting the Intercontinental Championship on him would would do anything because it's a yeah. consolation prize at that point because this dude held world title gold so you know you know mm-hmm. what I mean? it's just right I, honestly guys like honestly i would have gunther and this is honestly the right decision in my book and i understand it's mania you know you want to lose the title at a big stage but guys gunther has so much freaking momentum right now like with his reign and and how people are into gunther why stop exactly this guy needs this freaking wrestlemania victory way more than drew and sheamus do right now for sure like sheamus and and drew mcintyre they win this match and and then what you know i mean again does drew mcintyre turn do we get a heel turn from drew mcintyre and we go into what another feud with sheamus (laughs) involving the title that doesn't need to be involved with the title yeah that's what i mean so the right decision here guys is to have gunther defend and win this freaking title so like i don't you know that's but again it would not shock me if they do go in in, in that direction um but if they're gonna do it they, they have to do it in a way like i mentioned it, there's got to be a turn involved there's got to be something you can't just yeah. through, be the baby face and win this match and like he hoists up that title and, and and you know what i'm saying it just and gunther again gets lost in the shuffle like he's been in this entire freaking situation yeah so, so yeah, I can honestly see this going in a many different directions, honestly. But there's no doubt, and I think everybody else that's listening that agrees with me that Gunther needs to win this match because you know he has because he is the guy right now. He is. The, he is. Yeah. Champion. He's held the title for this long. Why stop? Have yep. it go in all the. He had, he had the Rumble moments. Throw this know, all the way till freaking SummerSlam. Like seriously, like yeah. The God, like what is the rush? To, to, to take this title off of Gunther because right now there's nobody freaking there's nobody worthy. I mean, guys, like Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, what? They're not mid-card talents. They're freaking, they're your top stars of your company. So why would they hold a mid-card championship? Makes no fucking sense to me at all. Yeah. 
but we'll see because listen, this, this situation can go really well, Brian, or it can go absolutely horrific. Absolutely. Or again, yeah, just again, off the top of my head, I, I, I could see it being sort of a, a consolation prize for McIntyre in this way. Um, Never mind. I'll save it. It's just never mind. I'm gonna save it. Save it, man. Save it, save it for the SmackDown show, maybe, because I'm sure they'll do something with that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we go into the main events. This was Cody Rhodes versus Solo Sokoa. I had to mention this, Brian. The visual of Solo Sokoa and Paul Heyman walking down the ramp. Just the bit like, dude, that visual was so fucking sick. I had to replay that about a gazillion times because I don't know how many times I'm going to see that. I mean, yeah. just a sick visual. You see, like, them in like the tunnel way with the green lighting. Solo, he's looking badass. He's got the freaking towel over his freaking head. You got Paul Heyman standing slightly behind him in the corner of his eye. Like, it was such a sick visual. Sure. And walking the rent. I love the freaking music, by the way, with Solo. It just fits the character a lot. And it's a if it's freaking fire is all hell um i just i just love that i just really freaking love that a lot it's it's just little mind and that's what i mean too about guys about entrances and about the look and the persona it means a lot mm-hmm. the first thing that you do anything before you even get to the fucking ring is the entrance like roman reigns has yep. the entrance cody rhodes has the entrance that that whoa from the crowd that gets freaking loud that's like a nuclear nuclear bomb i could speak <laughs> that freaking goes off every time every time he comes out now it's it's like the crowd gets more and more behind cody and that chant gets louder and louder every time i hear it but it's about the entrance guys the entrance is everything in regards to a wrestler and in regards to a match or a segment whatever it is but yeah that that little visual with Heyman. He's walking beside him. You've got Solo. The music's bumping. I just thought it was freaking badass. Sure, yeah. Um. So, yeah, no, listen, very good matches we we knew it was going to be. Um. Again, nobody's shocked at the result of this match, but, of course, I'll get to that once we get through this. Cody delivers his second Cody cutter in this match when the Usos music hits. Now, this was a weird part of this match, Brian, where Cody Rhodes, he hits the Cody cutter, and I believe he also hit a, a, a crossroads. Uh-huh. Usos came out and for like a good 10 seconds Cody Rhodes is just standing up and he's like looking around like it's it's not like one of those sequences where like they hit a finishing move and like they're struggling to get up because they're still selling the move beforehand no Cody Rhodes he's like looking around he's like looking at the ring it was just really weird I, I don't know if the timing of the if everyone's timing was off because he was expecting the Usos to come out to the ring I don't know if you caught that it was just very very weird um, but but outside of that, it was it was still a very decent match. Again, I just had to bring that up because it it really stood out uh, a lot, and it was just very mm. weird. like he hits that crossroads, and I'm just standing there. It's like solos down and out, and and <laughs> Cody Rhodes is just like looking around. He's like taking a sweet time, and I'm just like cover the motherfucker. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> definitely it was just, yeah, something was, happened there. That so yeah, something was yeah, off. Something happened, and everybody's I guess timing was off. <laughs> something yeah. happened that got everybody off on the same page or whatever. But yeah, just very, very weird, uh, weird sequence uh, there. But yeah, so the Usos come out, their music hits. uh, They create a distraction. Solo Sokoa with that distraction uh, hits a super kick as well as the spinning solo. But Cody Rhodes kicks out at two and three tenths. Um, 
Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they hit the ring as they come out to even the numbers, as they start to brawl with the Usos at the rampways, and then they continue to brawl backstage. Uh, Cody Rhodes, and back in the middle of the ring, Cody Rhodes counters the Samoan spike, and he hits Solo Sokoa with a second crossroads for the W. As Cody Rhodes stands tall in the middle of the ring, Paul Heyman is just like slowly making his way back to the uh, back to the uh, the rampway, and he's got his phone. He looks like he's talking into the into into the phone. I'm guessing we we can all expect that he's talking to Roman Reigns, and he's pretty much just like, yeah, uh, Solo. It didn't go our way. <laughs> it, 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 it did not go our way tonight. <laughs> you can see the look on his face. I can't help but think. Imagine if he still had that. Uh, what what was that old that old school phone that that when he was called Paul E Dangerously yeah uh, phone that he had I, I don't know right. I just imagine back in the day if he would have like, those were the first cell phones phone. baby first cell phones <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it was right, yeah it was just I just I just thought of that you guys even though I'm a new like a ruthless aggression era type of fan doesn't mean I don't know shit from back in the day I'm <laughs> that out there like I said I do my research I know my professional wrestling um, but yeah so. Uh, Cody Rhodes stands tall. He's defeated Solo Sokoa. That is his first uh, legit pinfall um, defeat um, in his career. That was yeah, yeah. the main roster um, at Clash at the Castle a few months ago as uh, he as he defeats Solo Sokoa. Cody Rhodes stands tall as he looks to now finish the story as he now takes his attention now to SmackDown as he's got one more final face-to-face with Roman Reigns as Monday Night Raw goes off the air. Brian, your final thoughts of uh, this show as a whole and your thoughts of this match between uh, Cody Rhodes and Solo Sokoa. Yeah, the match was good, um, as, of course, you know, we, we knew it would be. Um, it, it, I mean, it, it was, you know, honestly, it was kind of predictable. Obviously, you knew everybody was, the Usos were going to come out. We had seen Sammy and KO earlier in the night, so you know they'd come out. Um yeah, there was that one, one little like weird timing issue uh, or, or whatever happened there. Um, I, I could be nitpicking here, and this is. So, are you sure he? I thought he hit. He had to hit three crossroads on on solo. Did he only hit two? I thought I, I saw two. I mean, I, I'll go back and watch the match again. But I mean, I from what I saw was two because um, he hit the first one. That's when the Usos came out. I know he hit two Cody cutters, two or three Cody cutters. Yeah. Um, but I counted was two. I could be wrong, but I at least counted two. I can always I can go back and watch no, it. It's and again, this is just nitpicking things for me. So it just I'm first of all, I'm not I'm a pretty, fan I'm of I'm pretty of, sure it was two crossroads. Uh, I'm 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 about like ninety-nine percent sure that it was two crossroads. Gotcha. Well, if it was just two, then my second point is is null and void. It doesn't matter. But Anyway, back to the streak. Like, I'm, I'm generally not a fan of streaks anyway. And that, oh, you've won 20 matches in a row, or e- even with, uh, um, what's her name over at AEW? Jay Cargo. Uh, Cargo. Cut the shit, know, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm generally not a fan of streaks, but if you're going to make the streak important, and, and, and they've said on commentary, like every time he's out there in a match, you know, they mention the streak, build up the streak, or he's undefeated or whatever. Um, and I get it. He's losing to Cody, which, yes, that makes sense to lose to somebody like that for your first loss. But if you're making it a special thing, then don't just have him lose on a Raw, you know. That's kind of my yeah. only thing. Yeah. Um, 
But again, I'm not a fan of streaks in general. So I guess ultimately, really, I'm happy that he lost because now that we don't have to talk about the streaks. <laughs> it just it was kind of weird to have him have him lose. And this is what I was going to say, because I, I thought for sure he hit three, three uh, Cody cutters. And I was like, OK, Solo's the, the muscle of the bloodline. I get it. But if you're hitting three or three crossroads and and two or three Cody cutters just to take out Solo, then what what are we getting at Mania? What are you going to do this like ten times to Roman, and that's how you're going to beat him? Like that's you know. Yeah. No. And I, again, I, that's I, just I, like I, nitpicky shit. That I, I, you know, no, who no, knows? I, no, no, it's no, no, it's not nitpicking. No, you you did. There's definitely a point to that. No, absolutely. And like I said, I mean, I'll, I I always try to go back and watch the matches. So um, I, again, from what I saw, there was two Cody or excuse me, three Cody cutters. And two crossroads that he hit in the uh, that that might have been right. Yeah, I just knew well, there was like three. I don't know. Maybe he hits. He does do the. I, I he's done this finish before where he hits three where simultaneously he'll hit one crossroads, he'll hit another, yeah, and then he'll right. hit three. Maybe that's the type of finish maybe we'll get or something along those lines. Um, you know, or maybe something like that. That's that's the one finish that comes to mind. But yeah, but who knows? Yeah, I have no idea. That that was just like a, a, again. That was just speculation i have no idea how the match is going to go but like i said it, you're just taking the two characters and it takes this much to put down solo well then what are you going to have to do to roman and it, at that point again if you're hitting 10 crossroads it's fucking stupid <laughs> i'll no, just say that right out there right out right off the bat that would be fucking lame <laughs> yeah, no no it's and, and to close this out i mean that's a very very good point uh, absolutely that you're definitely not wrong with that and you're not and you're not wrong involving at least the streak of Solo Sokoa. I do wish that they could have made it a little bit, just a little bit more meaningful. Yeah. But again, it, it does no harm, no foul to Solo Sokoa at the end. No, of the I don't think it so. really, really doesn't, honestly. So that's why I'm not going to harp too much about it. I mean, Cody Rhodes had to freaking win, win this match. And, you know, it, it was just, you know, it, it does suck for Solo. It's like, oh, it's like that undefeated streak. Like he could have made it special. But at the end of the day, it does no harm, no foul to him. It really doesn't, especially the match, the way the match went and everything. Mm. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to harp too much about that. Um, yeah, he's got like, a bright future. <laughs> he's, he's going. Yeah, like, ab sure. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as long as they continue to book him well, and they continue to book him like a freaking beast, like the muscle of the bloodline. Like, and, you know, and maybe he goes on to, you know, to do his own thing, you know, actually be solo. No pun right. Thing, but, <laughs> um, you know, and then, then, then yeah, like he's going to be fine, guys. I, I like, you know, people want to like harp a lot about like really go deep into this whole undefeated streak. I'm like, guys, like, relax, man. Like, and yeah. there's no harm to him. Like, I understand if they, if this did harm to him where if it, they did it in a way where it was just fucking stupid, then yeah, then I would be pissed. But it, it didn't. Like Cody Rhodes, he's continuing to Like if Cody him. went out there and beat him in like three minutes, yeah, that would have yeah, been fucked then up. That's a different story. <laughs> right. If he if he beat him in under five minutes, like then that's a different story. But no, yeah. they went no, they they went toe to toe for 10 plus minutes or how or how long I didn't time this match, but I'm pretty sure yeah. it was over 10 plus minutes. Um, so yeah, I, I have no problem with it. And Cody Rhodes is the guy. He's gonna most likely be the guy at Mania to defeat uh, to win that title. But here's another thing too, and this is how I'm gonna end uh, the show. There's a lot of talk, Brian, about you know Roman Reigns maybe potentially winning this match and def and and defending and and uh, retaining that title at, at Mania because of the thousand day reign uh, oh, yeah. he potentially also has. But here's the thing, guys. At this point. Cody Rhodes needs to win. I mean, because what's that going to say about Cody? 
He has all he has all of this momentum right now. I talked about the merchandise sales. Mm-hmm. He's got the fan base behind him. They're singing his song. Kids are wearing his fucking belts. He like the pop of the crowd, like his entrance. He is becoming, guys. He's on his way. I'm not saying he's there yet, but he is on his way to being larger than freaking life. They're doing it well. And he is the guy that you actually book to become a star. And right. I freaking love that. However, you're having this these these dirt sheets or these rumors about Roman Reigns potentially, you know, retaining his title because of that thousand day reign. But here's the thing, man. This this build, this momentum with Cody is mm-hmm. so much more important than a than having Roman Reigns hold this title for Absolutely. a couple more days just to get to a thousand plus year reign. I'm sorry, guys. Like I understand it may sound cool on a resume, but guys, if Cody Rhodes, with all the momentum he has had up to this point, and he freaking loses, yep. like that, guys, that can't happen. It, it can't. I mean, yeah. do you agree, Brian? I mean, that that cannot happen. Oh, for sure. If you're if you're not with the story you've you've already told and and just just Cody's whole story, you know, aside from from the bloodline, if you are writing into a story that like you're just going to keep the belt on Roman simply because to reach a thousand day mark, then fuck you, WWE. Like, seriously, like that. Yeah. Just to to hit. Because what is he at now? About like nine. 50 or so nine four i don't i don't even know what it is yeah so yeah so yeah to have him like simply for that reason nah that's fucking hot garbage man absolutely no absolutely (laughs) for sure that's well said absolutely it it would be hot fucking garbage if if, if cody rhodes actually loses this match and it pretty much kills everything that you have yeah you up until this point it makes no freaking sense again if you if you come back then if, if if it takes if it takes a rematch for cody to win the title or or whoever then it's already lost it's special it it's yeah it's it's, 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 it's it's over it's a, like you cannot yeah. go and back like, and recapture that. i'm sure that's what people yes. say oh like he'll they'll do a rematch at, at the backlash pay-per-view at SummerSlam or whatever the fuck no like that, that no. moment's gone yep. it's fucking gone but I mean, God, Brian, thank God some of these freaking <laughs> these people don't book these fucking shows. I, I go to sleep at night praying, <laughs> thanking God that these people don't book these shows. For sure, but, man. Yeah, look, guys, you know, at the end of the look, so to recap this show, um, in a nutshell, for a go-home show, very under, yeah, Brian, your face tells the entire story. Very yeah. underwhelming to say the least. Not and it's kind of been kind of the trend a bit. And honestly, the ratings prove my point as well, as, as I'm going to get to the ratings here. And again, you know, and I always I like to talk about ratings, guys, because it matters. The numbers and the metrics matter um, for the last uh, for the past few weeks. They have struggled to get even up to that back up to that two million rating like that they've been messing with, um, you know, back during mm-hmm. the chamber and even during the Royal Rumble. You know, the past few weeks they hit last week was one point seven and then. You know, this past week's, uh, this Monday's uh, Raw was 1.8. So they went up, you know, a few hundred thousand, but still very, you would think for a go-home show, Brian, that would at least get to a, about a 2 million or maybe a 1.9 or close to that 2 million. Yeah. Nowhere near it. So that's why I had, you know, the numbers prove my point with this. This was a very nice show. Um, you know, not that it was bad, not that it was great. It was, it was decent. It was, it was okay. 
Yeah, uh, it had a lot of really say about it. So, but yeah, yeah, your final thoughts before we end this. It was very uh, promo and and vignette heavy. As it be. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, it didn't, you know, did nothing shocked me. Nothing was surprising. Nothing, you know. Yeah, it, it was okay. You know, I'll I'll take it. It could have been better in spots for sure. Um, but really, like nothing's. <laughs> In all honesty, like, I know the stories already. And I know it, it is important for the go-home show. But just for me as a wrestling fan, like, these last, you know, the, the Raw and the and the SmackDown before a pay-per-view, or at least before this one, like, I already know the stories. And I know they're not, I know they're not going to do too much to deviate from that story anyway. I'm just so excited about Mania that I'm I'm kind of in my mind. I'm already at Mania, you know, to be honest. Yeah. Like, so yeah, the show was okay, you know. Um Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take know, it. Unless they unless they continue to again put all their chips into one basket this week for that SmackDown show. Cause like I said, they have a Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns face to face yet again. Yeah. Or, you know, do they do something with Dominic and Ray? Is Cena uh, there? The Cena, yeah, exactly. The yeah. Cena maybe show up because I believe it is is it is in Los Angeles. Yeah. So who knows, man? Who knows? But they got one more show, you know, because I I do want to see at least just somewhat more of Bill Bryan before this mm. WrestleMania show. Do they do that at SmackDown? Does it happen? Remains to be seen. Yep. And that y'all is another episode in the books. This was episode number thirty six of ruthless talk we were covering monday night raw march 27 2023 thank you guys once again for tuning in our next wwe review is going to be wrestlemania night one so that will be on sunday so there will be no smackdown review uh for this week our next episode however will be for aew dynamite that will be on thursday Dynamite this week so make sure you guys stay tuned for that and of course like i said we have the good the bad and the ugly for wrestlemania night one and then of course wrestlemania night two which is going to be monday that is another good the bad and the ugly so make sure you guys stay tuned for all of that as well for the raw and smackdown after wrestlemania the week after so like i said guys there's a lot of content a lot of stuff is going down in the wrestling world and it's going to be a whole lot of fun and we can't wait to cover it all thank you guys once again for tuning in as we sign off, my name is James Porcelli. And I am Brian Thomas. And we're signing off saying salute. Peace, Peace out. out. And take care, everybody.